Welcome to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Proudly brought to you by Cheese Links, bringing cheese and yogurt making to your kitchen. Cheeselinks.com.au Food Bites with Sarah Patterson <laughs> and Kevin Hillier, and we pose the question to you, would you like to make your own cheese and yoghurt? Well, who wouldn't? We have the details of how you can do that. Uh, I'm Kevin Hillier. You're Sarah Patterson. Welcome to the program. Apparently. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. I Allegedly, I think they say in court. And who doesn't love the idea of making cheese in your very own kitchen, Kevin? Absolutely. Let's cut to the chase. Cut che- to the cheesy chase. Let's cut the cheese. Cheeselinks.com.au. <laughs> Oh, that means something else, yes, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Cheeselinks.com.au doesn't mean anything else except the <laughs> right place to go to, the direct, go to jail, go directly to jail, go to Cheeselinks, go directly to Cheeselinks. I think there was a Roseanne episode where Darlene cut the cheese. She did. Mm. The telephone number for Cheeselinks is 52821984. That is the uh, telephone number. Cheeselinks.com.au <sighs> is the website, all the social media platforms, all the great deals, mm. uh, special offers, uh, and everything you need to know. Check is, out all is the there. equipment you need to start your cheese making journey in your very own kitchen. Kevin, you always bring out the best in me. Our food <laughs> poll, our first food <laughs> poll. See how quickly, just moving along, <laughs> yeah. just driving past the scene of the accident and uh, ringing the police and telling them about it on my phone. Uh, our first guest is uh, is Jane Clifton and our first food poll of the is year. actually, it was inspired by, by Jane. Jane Clifton yeah. because she had a hankering just recently for the good old uh, retro dish ham, steak and pineapple. And Jane's quite, quite right when she describes it as the uh, the palmer and pot of the, the 60s and 70s as your standard pub grub. Absolutely. And we'll uh, delve into that more with Jane mm. in just a tick and we'll get into the uh, the food poll later in the program as well. So sit back, relax and enjoy Jane Clifton. You know her from Prisoner. You know her. It's a great jo singer. Yep. Uh, great singer and also a, an author and a whole lot of other things, yep. but uh, just a, a good trooper. So here she is. You are listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier, brought to you by Cheese Links, bringing cheese and yogurt making to your kitchen. Cheeselinks.com.au. Welcome to the Food Bites podcast. Oh, thank you. It's great to be here. <laughs> um, is the kitchen a happy place for you? It is. Yeah, it's an obsessive happy place for me. I'm I'm a cleaner as well as a cook. Mm. <laughs> so I like a very tidy kitchen. Does that mean during the pandemic you've been in the uh, the kitchen more than you otherwise would, like many people? Uh, not particularly, but my partner, Paul Williamson, saxophone player of note, uh, has become, well, he had become already a bit of a baker uh, before we, you know, he's a sourdough guy. But so he's cooking more than he usually does, so... Uh, I'm constantly cleaning up behind him, which is uh, no fun at all. Yeah. What sort great of- to get the food, great to get the bread, horrible to do the cleaning. Yeah, but the cleaning is is uh, paramount though, isn't it, Jane? My mum always said to me, a clean kitchen is a happy kitchen because it makes you more likely to uh, to want to create things if you're doing them in a clean space. You see, Sarah, you and I are speaking the same language. And at at Christmas time, we had 15 people over here, all double backs, blah, blah, blah. But my nieces are like me. They're incredible. And we both said to each other, I said, 15 years in hospitality. I was a waitress and a barmaid all through my career. You know, you make something, you clean it up. You cook something, while you're waiting for it to boil, you wash up what you've used. You know, it's just. 
that to me is a good cook. So that said, what sort of things do you uh, do you whip up? Um, look, I'm pretty much of an all round cook. Uh, you know, we we've got a really wide sort of um, uh, range of styles. Um, you know, I I love to make. We, we eat a lot of vegetables and we eat a lot of, um, we eat meat, we eat fish. Uh, Paul's gone mad for making curries. That used to be my passion for many years and now he's the king of curry. <laughs> we have curry a little more often than I'm kind of keen on. Uh, love, you know, doing it from scratch, roasting all the spices, grinding them up in the mortar and pestle, um, you know, uh, all kinds of stuff. But I can't go past favourite things like, you know, pork and fennel sausages and three veg mm. or chops and three veg if you've got a gold Amex card, you know. <laughs> is there a, is there a you know, a one that's hung around from your childhood that you like to recreate uh, in your adulthood? <laughs> uh, look, I used to always make this uh, comfort food that my mother would make and she called it Sea Island pie and it's got nothing to do with fish. <laughs> it's, and my mother was Irish and, you know, I come from a British Irish family. You know, I'm a pony who came out here when I was 12. And we used to move house all the time and uh, because my father was in the army, not because we are on the run from the police. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that was later in life. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and she would always cook this thing. We used to call it her grey stew. <laughs> but it was oh. sea island pies, basically, um, neck chops or really great um, sort of cheap cuts of meat like uh, oyster blades, uh, blade steak, you know. Um, and vegetables and made into a delicious sort of Irish stew with onions and bay leaf and all of that. Mm. But then you make this really big suet dumpling on the top, like not little round balls, but a big one, like a loaf of bread that you put in (laughs) at the last 20 minutes of the cooking and it cooks in the juices of um, of the stew so that when you serve it out, you've got these lovely wedges of steaming um, kind of dumpling with your stew. And it's honestly, it's the most gorgeous, nourishing, sort of incredibly easy meal to make. Yeah, pure comfort food, nice and yeah. nice and hearty. Another um, comforting dish is a, is a retro favourite. And I think Kevin brought my attention to this uh, on social media, I think on your page, Jane, of uh, good old, was it ham, steak and pineapple? <laughs> Oh, I've rediscovered the glory. (laughs) Like a couple of years ago, I got a kind of hankering for it. And I thought, uh, because I never made it, I only have aces in the pub, you know, like it was the Palmer and Pot of the 60s and 70s. That was what you had. Um, Ham, steak and pineapple and chips. Number 37, (laughs) your ticket's ready. (laughs) Loved it. Bit of cold floor on the side. And I thought, where did people used to buy the ham steaks from? And I asked a few butchers and they just shook their heads at me. And then I realised the Christmas ham, you cut, you know, you've got always got so much left over, cut thick wedge-like steaks out of that and you that's your ham steak <laughs> yeah. and you sort of sizzle it in the pineapple juice and then caramelise the pineapple on top. Mm. It is gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. And it is breathtaking to look at, is it not? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It is a a thing of beauty. It is a thing of beauty. And, you know, I posted that picture on Instagram um, 
and people said, geez, it looks a bit rough, but I, I don't care what it looks like, really. It's just, it's like, you know, hey, bacon. Bacon and sweet things, you can't go wrong. I can't have it on a pizza. I think that's an abomination. But a ham stack of pineapple is gorgeous. Oh, so and, you're not a pineapple. You can't have pineapple on the pizza. Oh, oh, the, the demarcation. Oh, here we oh, go. Get the, get the hence from me. I, I'm going to live with a guy <laughs> who built his own pizza oven in the backyard. You know, our pizzas are famous on the Delta. So, um, yeah, no, I'm strictly Italian with my pizza. <laughs> Yeah, and no. Aussie with the hand stack of pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jane, what uh, what's twenty twenty two? I mean, you do you do so many different. You've done so many different things in your career. You are you are. I mean, you talk about being an all round cook. You're an all round entertainer as well. I mean, uh, no, author, uh, singer. <laughs> I mean, all the things that you've done. Uh, now you're doing. Uh, you're, you're marrying people and burying people and doing stuff as well. Yeah. Well, I've been I've been a marriage celebrant. I was civil celebrant for. 14 or 15 years now, and, uh, you know, I, I took it up in about 2008. It seemed like a great idea. Unfortunately, in about 2012, so did everybody else. So yeah, correct. It's a really big yeah. field now, and everybody is doing it. But I adore that work. It's um, absolutely inc- – as I say to people, I've got all those skills of public speaking and writing and whatever – and this is a place in which people actually want those skills. They yeah. <laughs> actually need them and they're prepared to pay for them. Whereas yeah. the other ones, you know, you kind of hope people will like you. But within, you know, um, putting together a marriage or help, helping people with a with a funeral service is it's incredibly satisfying work. It's really great. Um, Jane, we uh, we had uh, Colette Mann on this podcast not that long ago and, uh, and we talked about um, when people – meet her or see her in the street, um, what uh, they they like to talk about. And she said a lot of the time it is about the prisoner days and uh, and they want uh, they want goss from the prisoner days. What was it like? Was it fun? Was it great? Does that happen to you, Jane? And do you mind when people want to talk about it? I would have thought with Colette now that she'd get a lot more from neighbours because she's been yeah. in that for about nearly 10 years. Yeah. True. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, so she's a double hitter. But uh, look, yes, every day of my life for the last uh, <laughs> possibly nearly nearly fifty years. Uh, it was wow. forty five years ago that we did it. Um, three years out of a fifty year career, and basically that is all anybody ever wants to talk about. But you know, what can you do? Some days I'm in a good mood. Some days I'm in a really nasty <laughs> mood, <laughs> and I'm embarrassed by children. But mom, you were so mean to that person. But um, look, what can you say when people ask, was it fun? I always say, I loved having regular work. Every actor will tell you, you know, if you've got regular work, my God, it is just gorgeous. It was seminal television. Mm. Uh, We didn't know that at the time. As we said, if we thought people were still watching it 45 years later, we would have asked for a lot more money. Mm. As you know, we don't get any royalties from it at all. But, you know, it was a show about women, very plain-looking women, and the reason that people, um, I think, were attracted to it because there were stories of people's lives. It wasn't really about being in jail at all. Mm. I mean, I'm, I don't know. We have a big, you know, gay following who love to dress up. <laughs> That's all. That's a big, fabulous, happy-to-be-a-gay icon. But basically it was domestic. So people ended up in jail because if something happened with uh, economics or with their mm. personal life, and people were attracted to those stories. I think that's what made it so 
strong and enduring and what has made Wentworth so uh, such a huge success as well. Yeah. It's amazing how well that theme sort of travelled into into this era, isn't it? Uh, I mean, look, uh, I was a huge fan of uh, Orange is the New Black and I thought, what are you doing watching a show of people in jail? <laughs> it is that thing. It's like setting a crime novel on an island. You know, you've got restrictions where people can't escape from uh, confrontational situations and that's always, you know, riveting. And uh, great to see girls getting work. I mean, I think in with Prisoner and I'm sure with Wentworth as well, just about every actress in Australia had a small run on in the eight years that Prisoner was running, so that's always good. Yeah. Hey, you mentioned novels, so you've written, uh, what, three or four? I've written four, three published. Um, I've written a memoir and an anthology of poetry. Your memoir, I love the idea for your memoir. I thought the, I thought the actual, the, the concept of that was so brilliant, such a, 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 a unique concept. I'd not seen that ever done before where you, all your, your address book, all the places mm. that you lived, uh, you sort of did your life through that. I went back. Yeah. Yeah, I went, I went back and visited every one of my 32 homes <sighs> and, well, 16 of them were before I came to Australia. And I wanted to really, you know, I didn't even think it was a memoir at the time. I really wanted to look at where we belong, what we call home. Mm. Is it where you live now? Uh, is it where you were born? Can it be both? Is it, you know, when you're in a hotel and you put out your brush and comb, is that your home? And so I wanted to try and trigger that um, idea by going back to every house that I'd Lived in, and because I'm a British Army kid, I was born on the Rock of Gibraltar. Mm, Uh, I lived a lot of my childhood from three till nine in Germany on two British Army bases, and lots of uh, British seaside towns. We lived in Malaya when it was called Malaya. (laughs) (laughs) We lived in Perth, and and then I've been in in Melbourne for the last 145 years. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in the last two years have been uh, pretty uh, tough going for all of us. How um, how are no going anywhere? (laughs) Exactly. How well? How have I mean? Silly question, but how have you managed these past two years? Well, look, I'm of an age, um, quite old, where I'm not, you know, missing going out to parties or, you know, wanting to hook up with strangers like they do these days. And, you know, so I really feel for those generations, people in their 20s, 30s and 40s who, you know, have still got a sex life, still want to go out and dance. That was really tough. Economically, it's been really tough for people with actual jobs, whereas, you know, both my partner Paul and I are used to the ups and downs of of show business. And, you know, uh, fortunately, because I'm a celebrant, um, I was able to get support. I was able to get JobKeeper because I've got an ABN number. But so many of my um, peers in show business, in music and acting, were not able to do that because of the strangeness mm. of that. But we, you know, we got through the three months pretty well, Paul and I. We didn't kill each other, which is a big plus. <laughs> <laughs> I know the feeling. <laughs> hey, <laughs> so much strain on so many relationships and. You know, you don't even want to start on the people where there are, you know, conflicts over who's getting back to not. It it has been an intense time. And, you know, I think it's probably going on for another few years, frankly. But, um, you know, I I took up painting. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) I did. I just, I'd had the paints flying around since the kids were little and, you know, 
uh, I thought, now's the time. Put the canvas on the table. Let's do it. And it's become obsessional for me. Well, what, are you, of, what are you painting? And, and what uh, what medium sort of uh, oil paintings, watercolours? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm doing acrylics on, on canvas. And um, I basically sort of started out doing still life, you know, just to kind of see what it was like, you know, whether yeah. I could do it. and. Then I've launched into all these sort of family portraits that tell stories. So I've got one of my mother with all the her past in India and Ireland and the suitcases, and one's my father with all of his things like fishing and uh, you know the, the army, whatever. So I've been doing a ratchet between the, the still life and the kind of great big you know three foot square things, mm-hmm. and they're just. Totally absorbing, and with no end in sight. I mean, people say, "Oh, you should have an exhibition." I go, "I've been painting for five minutes. There are people <laughs> been painting for twenty years who can't get an exhibition. I wouldn't be so presumptuous." But um, are you good I, at it? Is it? I mean, uh, I, people say that I'm okay. Yeah, um, okay, there's, good. there's quite a few that I posted on my Facebook page and on the internet. And for my family this year, I used a program through Officeworks and made a calendar mm. with, you know, 12 of, of the still life. And it's come up pretty well. I kind of oh, like fantastic. that. Fantastic. Yeah, I love, I love it. I'm just, in fact, now I'm going away on holiday. Will I take my box of cake? <laughs> <laughs> Can I take the whole thing in the car? You know? I, I think you, should, you really should, actually. Sounds like it's yeah, a real passion. I'll take my sketchbooks anyway, but um, no, it's, you know, as people say, you do all those things and sometimes there's a slight hint of malice. In it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, but, you know, I, I do say I can't dance. You can, oh, okay. Well, I can't do ballet. <laughs> Ballet's off. Fair enough. <laughs> but singing is certainly uh, your happy place as well. Yeah, I'm making a record at the moment, which is kind of nice because I do a regular gig with uh, Jeffrey Burston, who is in Jojo Zappina Falcons, and we've played together for years. Mm. Uh, it's just him and I, and we play at Claypot's Evening Star in South Melbourne Market on a Thursday night, every Thursday night from 7 till 9. And we've been doing it for about three years now, and I, we just decided we'd put a little CD together. Not that anyone's got CDs like this <laughs> anymore, but, yeah. you know, we'll, mm. we can whack it up onto Bandcamp, but... Um, you know, I still get to sing once a week, which is just such an absolute gift. You know, I kind of love that. I I find it very hard to not have a gig going. You know? Yeah. I've, I've got a show coming up that you may well be interested in. Um, yes. We did it last year just before lockdown. It's called Mrs. Prime Minister, and it's written by Terence O'Connell and John Thorne, and it's about all the wives of the Australian Prime Ministers from the 60s to the 90s. So. Zara Holt, Tanny Fraser, uh, Bettina Gorton, um, you know, Sonia McMahon. Jeanette and Howard. Yeah. Who is that? Jeanette Howard. Jeanette Howard. No, she's too late. It, oh, it sorry. Stops, it stops at, um, it stops at, I think, about Keating. Oh, sorry about that. I should have. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I think the last one's for Tina, but, um, and Jeanette Howard, what would you think? Uh, anyway, <laughs> they're, they're all great songs. It's a sort of song cycle and we've got um, three dates coming up at Memo Music Hall. Oh, terrific. Fantastic. 28th, 29th and 30th of January, so hurry book now. But that'll tour 
if we're able to tour, if we're able to do gigs around the country, that's definitely got legs because it's just a fabulous show, original tunes. Oh, they um, are original tunes. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, wow, that's terrific. Yeah, yeah, they're just beautiful. There's um, uh, there's Zara Holt's song called On Cheviot Beach, which is just fantastic, really melancholy. I get to sing Margaret Whitlam. Uh, and uh, it's advice from Mrs. PM. It's a beautiful tango, and I get right. to sing uh, Bettina, uh, Bettina Gorton, a song for her called The, the Member with the Serpent's Tongue, which is a oh. fantastic. They're really great songs. It's a fabulous show. I'm oh, really excited stuff. about it. And that's a great venue. The Memo's a terrific venue. Uh, yeah, I've done a few shows there. It's just brilliant. Yeah, no, it's good stuff. Hey, listen, if you were having a dinner party uh, and you could invite anybody, you know, you're, you're chucking a wing ding. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, God. Who would you invite? Who would be on your list, dead or alive? Oh, oh, God. Oh, I don't know. God. I think that's a lot to for. He'd be first. Yeah. Hello, God. Um, I would probably get, you know, I don't know, Jamie Oliver to cook because mm-hmm. I like him. And um, I'd get Elvis Costello to come in and play a few tunes and, um, I don't know, Julia Gillard because she'd be so fabulous. Yeah, and Julia loves a lamb roast apparently. Yeah, there you go. Well, we're on the same page (laughs) there. She she would be fabulous. She's one of my, you know, John Kerner was one of my great uh, heroes and mentors. So, you know, love love those girls. Yep. Absolutely. Oh, and I was just one more thing before we, we go. We normally um, ask our guests uh, if they have a, a kitchen or a cooking tip to share. Um, apart from the cleaning? I was just going to oh, say yeah, cleaning well, would yeah, be yeah. keep it clean. <laughs> yeah. Just, I don't know. Um, oh, look, I don't have a kitchen tip. Oh, I did see ben, Benjamin Law, who's a fantastic comedian and writer, mm. I've grown up in an Asian family and only just realised that you can peel ginger with a teaspoon. And he is right. <laughs> yes, he it works. right. Oh. I had no idea. Like all those years I've been using potato peeler, you can actually peel it with a teaspoon. Yeah, and you can That's- actually do the same with a boiled egg, I'm told. You can... Gently lift the with shell a up with a teaspoon. Yes. Yep. Uh, that, look, that's why why the Lord invented the teaspoon. <laughs> <laughs> Not just for tea. There we go. That's a cracking tip. Excellent. Terrific yeah, stuff. Hey, like. Jane, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Uh, good luck with those shows at uh, BMO on the 28th, 29th and 30th. Uh, grab tickets for those and uh, uh, wish you all the, all the best with that show. And uh, thank you so much for joining us on Food Bites. It's been a, been a pleasure. Thank you. Gorgeous to speak to you both. Thanks for having me. You are listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Brought to you by Cheese Links. Bringing cheese and yogurt making to your kitchen. Cheeselinks.com.au our thanks to Jane Clifton you, for Jane. her time. She's uh, been posting stuff on Facebook uh, yeah. on holiday in Malakuta, so having a great time. She is a lady of many talents and an artist to boot. She sounds well, like she's pretty talented. I took up painting during the uh, the, the uh, summer vacation oh. time at Christmas and New Year. But it wasn't that I kind of painting. I didn't talk about it with everybody and make a big song and dance Kevin's about it. Kevin's painting was wall painting. Okay, it was a brick wall. <laughs> I painted the brick wall. There was but not I'm much artistry you, involved. It is, it is one of the supreme uh, brick walls you'll you ever see. You loved it. 
it just quietly. You thought it was relaxing and wonderful. And you thought, oh, what other wall can I do? Yes, uh, our, our son joined me in the wonderful pursuit of it. Yeah, he, so he, you didn't have to bend down too low. He did the, he did the, the skirting bottom, boards. Yeah, that didn't, didn't bugger my back up. And now, knees. let's get to our food poll. The first one for 2022. Wonderful. Ham, steak and pineapple. What more is there to say? Let's yay or nay? Dive in or dig in. Sue Hosking says, yay. I love it in the summertime with a nice, fresh, simple salad. Perhaps some melted cheese on top. Whoa. Rebecca says, yes, with vegan ham. Okay. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Mm. I'd try it. Cherie Dodson, I'm a yes. Not that I have it often, uh, but it is just like a Hawaiian pizza. Yum. Kerry says, Mother Maureen used to make these and and I love them. Not sure I could yeah. eat ham steak these days, but I definitely eat the pineapple. Yeah, Jerry's out on the ham steak. Steve Fuller says, F yay. <laughs> the pineapple has to be in syrup though, not juice. And I guess that's more sugary, so it caramelises better. Julie says, haven't had one in years. A staple on the menu in the 80s, you can... Uh, buy ham steaks at my supermarket, mm, I, might, I might get back on them right now. Davin Nicholas, or as you like to call him, Davine. Davine. There you go, Davine. <laughs> yes, please. Great combination. Uh, you don't see them on the pub menu anymore. There you go. Joe says, reluctantly, yes, don't really like it, but whatever. <laughs> well, that's Seriously, a bit of a, a fence sitting. <laughs> you, either, you either eat it or you don't, mate. <laughs> uh, Cherylee Barnes, um, like ham and steak and pineapple. And with chips, that would be nice. Uh, Lee Harrison says, uh, go together like a horse and a carriage. He's right about that. Love and No, no, no singing, no singing in baseball. Caroline says, they were a yummy childhood memory until I had one a few years ago. I will leave them in my childhood where they belong. Robbie says, uh, I hate to say it, but it's a big hell no from me. Mm. It has its time. It's had its time and place, without a doubt, but it's a big serving of no (laughs) thanks from me. Judy Taylor, haven't done this for a long time. Must put it on the menu. Loved it with creamy mashed potato and onion. Mm -mm, Okay. Okay. Andy says, I haven't had uh, this for 25 years. Didn't mind the ham steak, but only a teeny bit of pineapple for me. Not sure if I could eat it these days. My mum would love it, though, I must remind her. Michelle Smith, a hell yes for me. Only recently cooked it up. Terry Daniel says, uh, yummy. They were so popular on pub menus many years ago. Don't see it now, but I do my own occasionally. Yay for me, especially the grilled <laughs> pineapple. Terry likes pineapple. Mm. I know that for a fact. He puts it in his spag bowl. Uh, Fran says... Oh, turn it up. <laughs> it's true. Fran says, how eerie. Doug, her husband, made this for himself. Last night, I haven't had it in twenty years. Now you post this. Do you work for Zuckerberg? That's that yes, Facebook I do. thing. That's that Facebook <laughs> thing where it happens. You talk about something, yeah. the next minute, there it is. It's everywhere. Tony Bennett. No. <coughs> Cooked pineapple just gross. Cooked pineapple. No, just no, gro- no, no, no. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Tony. Now I know where you stopped me. Nathan Ox. <laughs> that was Lady Gag Gag. Kevin, there's no need. It's no need to go. Tony that far. Bennett and Lady Gag Gag. <laughs> Be nice, <laughs> Rob Andrews. Yep, we used to put uh, cheese on the top too. Uh, Annie Peacock says no, no, no. Was Sunday night boarding school dinner <laughs> absolutely yuck? Made me feel like no one loved me. <laughs> there you go. Cass says it was my sister's favourite when we grew up. I ignored the meat and I ate the pineapple. Jane Kennedy says it's a yay for me with a big dose of childhood nostalgia. Yeah, Jim Wilson. Hell no. Same as pineapple being near 
a pizza or on a burger. Jackie says, I must admit, when I was in my late teens to 25, pineapple on a pizza was delicious. Since then, hell no. Add chilli. <laughs> Hold the pineapple. Okay. Bert says, it was huge in the mid-80s. Preference for a good locally smoked butcher's shop ham steak. Oh, posh. Always went well with a cold Carlton draft. <laughs> uh, Jan says, pineapple, yay. Sometimes, not every time. Ham steak, nay. Ham steak and pineapple together, nay. Heath says this is as old school as Sharpie mullets. It's a yes. Old croaky. Ah, oh, we like old croaky. Yeah. Ham steak and a ring of golden goodness. <laughs> an irresistible combination. Add a cob of sweet corn smothered oh, in butter oh, as a side and relive the easygoing summers of yesteryear. Let's wind back the <laughs> Oh, that's pure that sounds po- like an pure intro poetry. <laughs> sounds like an intro over the top of Boys of Summer by Don Henley. Darren Purchase says, yep. Alison says, absolutely haven't had this since childhood. Used to always be on our Christmas breakfast. Ham steaks ah. were often cheaper and went further than the bacon. Uh, Alan says, yay, can't have a ham steak without the pineapple. And uh, the second final word goes to uh, Stephen Quartermain who says, yeah, nah. Nah, nah. Wayne writes. Wayne says. Wayne writes. Here we go. <laughs> I was feeling so positive about the new year until I saw the first Friday food poll of 2022. <laughs> this is a 70s horror that has no place in the modern world. I would rather have been babysat by Zig and Zag as a child than revive this miserable fare. It looks like something that should be served in Pentridge. That's <laughs> that's Wentworth, real-life Wentworth with men. Uh. Combine it with sliced carrot, peas and potato, discuss mm. and you'll have a perfect plate of circular poxiness that is best left with all the other repressed memories from childhood. <laughs> I can't stand ham steaks. I know that may come as a shock to you all, but it's true. The ham steak is round. That sets alarm bells off for a start. As you know, it's offcuts like unmentionable things all squashed together in a salt-laden disc of porcupine, I think it's porcupine. Porcine? Uh, no, porcine, sorry. Mm-hmm. Misery. Mm. And then we get to the pineapple. <laughs> I've lost count of the number of times the Wayne Cannon of food righteousness has been aimed at this prickly little hand grenade. <laughs> The process type is the worst when cooked. It becomes a radioactive circle of despair <laughs> that kills the taste of everything around it with its overpowering sweetness. Oh, it's very true. Radioactive circle of despair, That's coffee it. mug. Yep. Uh, progress is a wonderful thing. Let us embrace it and move on from the pork equivalent of a chicken nugget paired with a golden <laughs> circle of horror. Now uh, is the time for us to be adults and banish this throwback to the pages of history. Oh, Wayne, well on done, your Wayne. game. That That's... That's funny. So I, I guess you're suggesting that uh, when you compare it to a chicken nugget, it might be slightly uh, reconstituted mm, yes, in some way. Yes, there could be something going on there. It depends where you get it. If you get it from your butcher, it might be all right. I'm a bit sus about ham steaks. I'm, I'm going with my initial reaction, which was, oh, yeah, oh yes. I looked at the photo and went, no. oh, yeah. And then I had a deep thing and I went, yes. And then I thought I'll have four bites of this and want to throw it into yeah, the Yeah, no, I don't think I would go for it unless you do it the way that Jane Clifton described it with the, the Christmas ham and you, you slice the ham off the bone and yep. you, you pan fry your, your steaks yeah, that way. Yeah, that'd be nice. Not those circular things that Wayne was talking about. No, no, no. no. They should be banished. Mm. Cheeselinks.com.au. Jump on the website. Uh, give Janet a call on uh, 52821984. Have a chat about making cheese in your home because it's an easy thing to do. And uh, that is uh, the end of Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and, and Kevin. one Hitler. thing that will never be banished, Kevin, is you. 
Well, I will be for another seven days. And when we return, <laughs> one of my heroes, and I know one of your one heroes, of my heroes yep. from the cricketing days of the 70s and, eight, oh, oh, 70s and 80s, yes. He was a spunk. Oh, he was a star. And he was a bloody good bowler, too. His name is Len Pascoe. He's our next I guest on Food wait. Bites. Thanks for listening to Food Bites. Check out our Facebook page and Twitter for recipes, tips and all the latest news. That's Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Brought to you by Cheese Links. Bringing cheese and yoghurt making to your kitchen. All you need to know at cheeselinks.com.au.